Hi there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new podcast and uh, YouTube show, The 22 Dropouts. Uh, why The 22 Dropouts? Well, uh, the name's pretty self-explanatory, really. Most of us are rugby refs. Uh, some of us are engaged in the game in a very different way. And uh, tonight, the, uh, the dropouts that are joining us are, first of all, Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Tom from Kent, uh, go to university in Gloucester, uh, involved in refereeing, coaching and also a member of the RFU's National Youth Council. Uh, thanks, I just said to say hello then, mate. It's a bit of an in-joke, guys, for something we did to him in rehearsals at the weekend. Uh, Chris, say hello, tell us who you well, are, where you come from. Uh, my name's Chris, uh, I'm 19 years old from Stoke, uh, I'm a rugby, level 7 rugby referee, refing in Notts, Links and Derby, been doing that for three seasons, uh, played until I was 14, realised I was utter crap, so picked up a whistle instead. Yeah, I didn't want that much, but I'm never mind, I'm sure, fair, but there we are. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to get a date out of that, so uh, Sam, we're going to call Sammy, because we've got two Sams on board, Sammy, off you go. Uh, I'm Sam, I'm a level 6 referee within uh, NLD, same society as Chris, um, yeah, that's it really, not <laughs> too fancy. I think Sammy suits you better than just Sam, to be fair, I like Sammy. <laughs> and let's have a look at the other Sam then, all the way over in Malta via Scotland. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, my name is uh, Samuel, or Sam for short, and uh, yeah, I'm out in Malta and uh, a referee, referee coach, and uh, Unfortunately, I have the pleasure of knowing all of you guys. <laughs> now, um, Sam, um, I, I do, I do like your um, uh, your picture that you sent in. Very nice, very professional. But actually, boys, what do you think about this one that I've also got hold of? Have a look at this. I love it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with that hair? <laughs> it's got contrast from your bald patch on top, isn't it, mate? <laughs> so, come on, Sam, there's a story there. Tell us all. Yeah, um, that was a few years back, um, you know, when I was slim and, uh, you know, athletic. Yeah, no, basically it was a charity <laughs> event, which, it was a charity event, which uh, we all get behind. It's uh, Coutinho Cares in Malta which is uh, obviously a charity that we, we all back in, in the rugby world and other associations in Malta. And um, it was, like I said, a charity event. It was a bit of fun games. And uh, as you can see, I've just actually came off the pitch. If you look at the picture, I'm still trying to take my watch off uh, while I was getting ready for actually going on playing. Um, yeah, it was quite a bit of fun. And uh, it was, uh, let's just say it was interesting actually uh, trying to scrum with all that hair. <laughs> and yes, I do play on the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all the way over in the States, uh, we've got Roy saying hello, Roy. Hello, Roy. There's only one smart, Originally from Malvern in Worcestershire, been here in uh, Florida for 28 years, uh, referee, referee coach, and president of the Florida Referees Association. So uh, that looks like quite an interesting photo there, Roy. Tell us a bit more about it. Okay, so when you said you wanted a photo, I decided that it would be a good thing since we're all trying to get to know each other to do something that wasn't rugby related. So uh, when you look at the left-hand side of the picture, um, that is in, uh, taken in November 1990 
just after my arrival in Saudi Arabia for the build-up of uh, the first Gulf War, sitting on top of my warrior armor personnel carrier um, with, uh, with another officer from the Staffordshire Regiment, which is what I was part of. Um, and the right-hand picture um, was taken last summer, which is the first time we had seen each other since 1991, sitting on the back of my vehicle here in Florida, uh, recreating the pose. <laughs> Very nice. Well done, mate. Uh, all, the way over in, all the way over in Kenya now, it's, uh, it's Lawrence. Uh, hello all, uh, Lawrence Sugar from Kenya. I do a little bit of refing here and there, just trying my, making my way to the world of refereeing. Now, Lawrence has sent us a couple of uh, photos. There's that one there that you can see uh, him with Rasta. But have a look at this one. Isn't he a little baby? Is that, <laughs> is that <laughs> Uh, How old were you there, bud? I was 14 then. 14? You still 14. are, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so we've all seen the uh, ITV's uh, campaign for mental health, uh, Get Britain Talking. And I suppose in this sort of period of global lockdown, it was one of the reasons that we decided to start having a virtual beer with a bunch of mates. And that's how this podcast and show started. So we'd like to say, all of us, together, get Britain talking, because it's really important for everybody. Get on the platform like, uh, like we do here. Chat to your friends who are just around the corner. Those of you that uh, to take on team sports like we do, it's quite lonely when you're not with that, uh, that group of people three or four times a week. So think of those people who perhaps don't have the big families to chat to, who you haven't spoken to in a week or two since the lockdown started. And why don't you pick up the phone? Why don't you start a video chat? And at the end of the day, guys, let's all get, get Britain talking. talking. Um, there's been a lot of uh, other um, stories going around in rugby recently that there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes that we perhaps might not appreciate. Uh, and uh, none more so over in uh, in the US with uh, with USA Rugby filing for bankruptcy at the end of last month. Roy, can you shed some light on that and tell us what you're drinking today over there? Okay, drinking, you can't see it, drinking it out of my tankard, but I'm drinking a beer from my local brewery, Selfish Brewery um, in Fort Pierce, Florida, um, Triggerfish Porter. Oh, that sounds nice. I'm joining you on the porter tonight. Here's mine. This is Plum Porter from Titanic Brewery, based in Stoke-on-Trent. And, of course, the captain, Captain Smith uh, of the Titanic, grew up in Stoke-on-Trent. And I've even got it in my jug from the Titanic Museum in Belfast. So, Roy, cheers to you, mate. Cheers. You're welcome. I got, I got you that as a present when I went over. I think that was the first time you ever used it. Uh, no, it's been in the dishwasher <laughs> a few times, which is why it's baby. <laughs> <laughs> so... Roy, what's going on over in, in America with rugby, mate? So what's going on? USA Rugby, as you so rightly said, has filed for bankruptcy. Uh, in this country, we have two chapters of bankruptcy, Chapter 11 and Chapter 7. Um, they have filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which, if approved by the bankruptcy courts, allows them to stay as uh, a corporate entity 
um, and attempt to restructure and refinance debt and come out of it in one piece, somewhat, hopefully, uh, for the better. Um, if the court does not accept their plan or they fail um, to maintain the, um, uh, the hurdles that are set for them by the Chapter 11 bankruptcy, then they will be forced to file Chapter 7 bankruptcy where they will cease to exist. Um, so as of right now, you know, we're waiting for a ruling on the, uh, the filing of Chapter 11 to find out whether they'll be allowed to go through with it. Hopefully they will. Um, but uh, there's there's a few variables there, including uh, how much financial support they're going to get from World Rugby to uh, to tide them over. Um, so, what, what do you think this actually means for USA Rugby at the moment? At the moment, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, or fortunately from them, there's no rugby going on, so it doesn't affect anybody. Um, the the current situation i mean this this would have happened anyway regardless of you know what we're experiencing and the, and the lockdown we're experiencing it just it sped the process up uh, because they had no income coming into usa rugby from dues or from tournaments or anything else that uh, they use for income so it just sped the process up a little bit but basically what it means for us at the moment um, is every organization and the way the USA Rugby um, is set up is there are constituent bodies throughout the country like Florida, one up from me is Southeast, uh, then you've got Deep South. So every, you've got regions all over the country and you've got regions of um, players unions and then you've got regions of referee unions. and there are so many different stakeholders in the game that we are all looking for the best way forward. Um, the college organizations, the National Small College Rugby Organization, which is about to change its name, take out small, is going to become the National College Rugby Organization. They are basically going independent. They're going to be doing their own membership, their own dues, their own insurance. Um, the other uh, college organization um, is on the fence. High school and youth rugby is looking at the possibility of creating its own entity as well. Um, so there's a lot of spin-offs. A lot of the unions, I know my union here, Florida Union, is looking at potentially going independent. Um, as referees, we we're kind of we're sitting on the fence right now. We actually have a conference call on Wednesday evening for all of the um, the presidents of all the referees societies around the country to discuss you know, exactly that. What you know, what's our way forward? The biggest the biggest thing for us um, is insurance, liability insurance. Um, the only thing that USA Rugby does for me as the president of, of the Referees Association here in Florida is provide me liability insurance for my referees. When they pay dues to USA Rugby, they pay dues to USA Rugby, they are covered by a blanket liability uh, policy. That goes away in August. Um, so what happens after August, we don't know. Um, there is another organization in this country called the National Association of Sports Officials, um, which provides 
actually much better coverage. Um, and so the general consensus is at the moment, we're all gonna go and sign up for that. But as with all insurance, the, the more people you have sign up, the cheaper it is. So it will be cheaper if we have the referees throughout the country under one organization go for insurance rather than me take the Florida 40 Florida referees and try and get insurance. So that's kind of the purpose, hopefully, of the conference call on Wednesday is to figure out how we're going to proceed. So this this lockdown at the moment, uh, the, the the coronavirus, how obviously all sports stopped, but how does that impact on your league? Because we've seen uh, an impact here, uh, which we'll talk about in a few minutes' time. But what's that actually meant over in the states? How's the uh, the league structured? The league is structured basically. We have. Um, if you work backwards, the national the national club tournaments normally happen. Um, towards the end of May, um, the playoffs sort of the playoffs throughout May and then the national championships either the end of May or beginning of June. Um, working back from that, the season depends on where you are in the country and when you can or cannot play depending on the weather. But here in Florida, our, our season towards the national championships starts uh, beginning of December and runs through now, you know, all the way through now, through the spring, leading up to our uh, state championships normally happening um, um, mid to late April. Uh, and then from there, the state champions go into the South playoffs and then the, re uh, the, the national regional uh, East and West and then the national championships from there. So, there is nothing. Our entire season has been cancelled. There, there is no, you know, the 2019-2020 the season has just been written off. There would be no national championships. There's no, there's nothing. So what does that mean for the leagues? Are they coming up with a way of finishing the, the leagues? Um, I mean, ML odds have uh, promotion relegation? No, ML has no promotion relegation because there is only one division. Um, and they, they, they just cancelled the season as well. So there will be no national champions. There will be no MLR champions. There will just be a null and void season. Well, it, it, uh, I, I think lots of places are dealing with it differently. Um, Lawrence, how is it going for you in Kenya? And I believe you can't get any beer at the moment, right? <laughs> but I'm on a soft drink. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well cheers to you with your soft drink Lawrence um, tell us first of all because the, the most important question here is why can't you get any beer in Kenya um, definitely the liquor shops and bars were all closed uh, indefinitely on uh, Sunday <laughs> it's awful isn't it <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely shocking. Of all the things you could close as a bar. So, um, <laughs> Lawrence, um, uh, your, your season's a bit weird over in Kenya, isn't it? Tell us how that yes, works. Yes. Okay, so we normally have this, the season normally starts uh, uh, on May, June, around there. So we're going to have a seven circuit uh, in between for around uh, three months or so. Then after that, uh, players are given a two one month break before now they resume the seventh circuit. 
So what's that done to your season now? How are they going to finish it? Um, okay, so before this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic hit uh, the globe, hit uh, the world, uh, we were at a very crucial stage uh, in all the, across the leagues because uh, now we were in the determining stages, like sort of a playoff stage where now the, the top two winners in each, uh, in each division will get promoted to the next division. So I really don't know how Kerry are going to work out uh, that because uh, quarterfinals already pulled and so they, I think they just need to be played now, but that needs to be around uh, May or something like that. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Lawrence. Roy, what does that mean for the referees, for, for you guys across there then? You know, the ones that are actually like as a job? You know, like a full-time job as a ref? Then. There, there are, um, currently in this country, there are no um, professional referees. Um, the, the referee, the senior referees in the country, the ones who referee the MLB, and the MLB, the MLR, beg your pardon, um, still only do it um, in their spare time. Um, so, uh, they, you know, they get paid for it, but uh, it's not a, uh, not a full-time position. My, my understanding is that Chris Asmus from uh, BC Rugby in Vancouver, he's the only um, professional referee in Northern America. Uh, believes that is correct, yeah. So you, you've got a little bit of a, um, a different structure as well over in Malta, haven't you? How's things over, over there? Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, because of what's going on globally, um, our season was cancelled um, beginning of, I think, the first first week in March. Um, the, the Rugby Europe and obviously, you know, through the government in Malta said, uh, you know, you can't come together uh, as a group of people. So, um, you know, that we couldn't do, we, we postponed to start with. And then, obviously, as the things escalated, we had to obviously, you know, cancel the season. Um, we, we have uh, one division for um, men's senior 15s. So um, fortunately, um, there was a winner in that because they mathematically had won that um, league. Um, and in regards to the cup, um, they, that was cancelled outright. Um, it's the same teams playing each other over and uh, the same teams as in the league anyway. Um, and all youth matches, obviously the same thing. You know, everything's just stopped and cancelled so yeah i mean it's 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 drastic it's 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 you know a shock for everybody um but you know we have to do what we've got to get done so that everybody stays safe and you know and uh, we can you know work through the hard times we'll come out smelling sweet and smelling on the other side right so absolutely so um that's aside now mate what are you drinking tonight um i'm on a well what they call a guinness uh, clear mate which is h2o <laughs> <laughs> To that. We're all about drinking responsibly, aren't we, Sam? That's correct, yes, unless it's the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I must just point out at this, we do actually uh, like to drink responsibly and we promote uh, drinking responsibly. Uh, and uh, uh, H2O, Guinness Clear, uh, is, is available for anybody who wants to, or as in Lawrence's case, um, soft drinks are available. 
because all the bars are shut. <laughs> um, so uh, we, we've seen what uh, what's gone on around the world in terms of rugby at the moment and how that's affecting things. Um, over in England, um, the RFU made a decision um, last week, a couple of weeks ago, that they were going to end all competitions and would be for the domestic season, uh, except in the Premiership, and that's still to be decided. Um, at the moment, I think the first weekend that we're supposed to be playing is around the 24th. Um, whether that goes ahead or not, obviously it's a very fluid situation. However, today there has been some other news uh, in that uh, Exeter Chiefs and Sale Sharks will be joining the Tyrrells 15s uh, as of next season. And Waterloo, Furwood and Richmond have lost out on their bids to continue in their franchises. Now, um, today, uh, the head of women's uh, performance, uh, Nikki Ponsford, said in her statement that both Extra and Sale, who have supported their respective Premiership men's clubs, would undoubtedly add quality to the decision both on and off the field. Interestingly, the uh, Richmond women's today said today's announcement is very disappointing and upsetting. The decision to remove us from the league is yet another blow for traditional rugby clubs like ours. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I do see the benefit in having women's teams in the top flight linked to top flight men's teams. Uh, in, if, if nothing else, um, they have that sort of level and support uh, around them. They have all the facilities as well. Um, guys, guys, what are your thoughts on this? I think, Mike, um, if, if, if everyone doesn't mind me coming in, um, it's a real range of areas that the RFU looked into when they assessed the suitability. Um, lots of questions going around in the women's game at the moment as to how that worked out in the first place, because there's some teams in there who are part of professional outfit, but actually their own facilities and their own um, production is not probably not as good as the professional men's team, but their on-field performances are as good. Um, Third Waterloo is expected. Um, a friend of mine who is within the team setup um, spoke to me today and said how they knew about this for a while now. Um, they knew it was coming. Their performances weren't up to standard really and lost most games, I believe, this season. So that's sort of more expected. Um, I'm sure both teams coming up, they will add some uh, benefit, add um, positive impacts into the sport and hopefully be able to promote it throughout their teams as well and uh, build on their fan base to grow the women's game. No, I, I, I do agree. Um, I think it's really sad for the girls that have put in so much effort and the coaches and the, and the backroom staff and things. Um, I haven't done any of the, uh, the Chills 15s this season, but uh, over the last couple of years uh, before that, I've done quite a lot. Um, and I did find teams like Waterloo, um, you know, to their credit, they never gave up, they stuck at it, but they're never in a position to compete with the, the likes of Harlequins or, or Wasps uh, on, on that sort of circuit. Um, I, I do feel for them, but there's a part of me that does say, I think this might be okay for the game as a whole, although I don't necessarily agree with the way it, it's perhaps been structured. Um, guys, anybody else got any thoughts on that? It's, it's a lot harder for Richmond because obviously we'll, t we'll touch on it in a minute but their men have just been promoted to the championship as well so it's not like they haven't got the facilities to you know maintain a professional women's team 
Um, I haven't looked at league properly, but from what I've heard, they weren't doing horrendously. Um, they were always putting in competitive um, competitive games. Um, and to just get thrown back down to amateur status now is 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 it's a diff- it's a bit of pill to swallow for you. Talking about uh, the championships and things like that, uh, of course, uh, the RFU has, um, well, it's ended the season as we know, but it's ended the season in a little bit of a strange way in that they have worked out who is going to, well, they've worked out all the league positions actually. Um, and I don't know whether any of you have seen the methodology that they use, but just reading it here um, as an example. If, uh, if Team A achieved 40 points in 10 home fixtures, it gives them a home average of four points per game. If they consequently achieved 20 points in eight away games, uh, it gave them an average of 2.5 points for every away game. So what they've then done is said, well, that, well, that particular team, for example, has one home fixture left and two away fixtures of the normal domestic league to play. So based on their home and away points per game averages, they were awarded an additional nine points to where they were in the league. That's why we're getting some funny uh, points down to two decimal places. Um, What that actually means, so uh, let's have a look uh, at... uh, at National One, for example. So, well, championship-wise, uh, we we know that um, uh, Newcastle Falcons are going back up. That was decided, uh, and we know that Saracens are coming down from the Premiership. Uh, at the bottom end of the uh, the championship is uh, Yorkshire Carnegie. Now, they, I think they've known they were coming down regardless anyway. Their, their on-field performance has not been up to much this season. Um, they've brought uh, old, uh, old coaching staff back in, uh, and they've been building towards a relegation since January. Uh, and alongside that, uh, I mean, they've been part-time since then. Uh, they're not a full-time by any means outfit. Um, they're almost amateur status. And going back down to National 1, uh, they're actually looking at leaving Headingley uh, and finding a different place to play. Uh, and the, the apparently talks are quite well progressed on that. But also they will lose um, the Yorkshire Carnegie and they'll become Leeds again. Um, at, the, at the top end, the National One then, um, Richmond are going up into, into the Championship. And uh, three teams, Rotherham, Canterbury and Hull Ionians, are coming down into the National 2, which have yet to be organised in terms of geography. Um, looking at those who are coming into, uh, uh, into National 2, um, Bladen and Harrogate uh, in, uh, in that 2 north, probably, uh, and um, Bourneville from the Midlands. Now... There's a, unfortunately for, for one local team to us, uh, Macclesfield, uh, they managed to miss out on promotion by less than one and a half points. Um, Tom, you've been looking into this, haven't you, mate? I have, yes. Um, their, their, story, their, their season's been uh, mixed. Um, so that of their results, they played 20 games um, and... Uh, managed to uh, win 15 of those. That does mean they've recorded five losses. Um, and the last 
part that I could find or the last time that they had the league structure in place before um, anything else was brought in, before the RFU made their changes. Macclesfield were actually fifth in the league at this time, um, behind uh, Bladen, uh, Sandal, Harrogate and Billingham. So they actually have done well to climb to the level that they've got to. They were actually fifth at the last time the league was played. They've had a couple of games postponed. Um, obviously had lots of poor weather, but it's um, yeah, sad situation for them. But looking on their website, looking at their news reports, they're seeming quite positive, trying to look back on the season. They're happy with the way the season's gone for them and they're proud of themselves as a club. Uh, seems like they're going to be forced to reckon with uh, in the uh, Midlands Prem next year. North Prem, rather. Uh, yeah, North. Um, now, um, Sam, uh, uh, Sam. Uh, now, Tom, what are you drinking on Daddy's yacht tonight? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> tonight, considering that I really, really got, I thought I'd go for a more of a nautical theme. So I've gone with a with a good uh, good pint of Doom Bar from Sharps down in Cornwall. Um, so I've gone with that from the local waitrose. Cheers to you on your daddy's yacht. Don't you think, everybody, that looks like he's on his daddy's little boat on the Medway or something? <laughs> <laughs> Isolation, of course. You forgot to ask the important question. Chris, what are you drinking? Um, so I'm on a local one from Staffordshire Brewery Leak. Uh, it's the Black Rouse Stout with, with a hint of chocolate. Um, it is the same one of those for me. So moving on, guys. Um, uh, it, it is a bit did, 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 did he see chocolate? He's clearly, you know, subsidising for something else, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean the fact he hasn't got a woman? Oh, yeah, well, come I, on! I don't know come out. <laughs> right with it, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, guys, uh, look, it's it's a difficult time. Uh, we're all preparing for the seven season, aren't we? Which might <laughs> still go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Ron, how are we settling in for Denver? And uh, uh, and also Salt Lake City, are we still looking forward to that? We're still looking forward to it. Obviously, there's no, no one said uh, whether it's going to happen yet or not. I mean, we're planning for it to happen. Uh, Salt Lake City being the uh, being the big one, um, which will be a similar size to, to Tropical Sevens with uh, with eight fields and 130 plus teams. Um, and uh, the, the weekend before that in Denver is just sort of a warm-up, so uh, um, part of the National Association the High School Sevens circuit. So uh, they'll, they'll be in Denver and then moving up to the, uh, to the main event in Salt Lake City. So uh, what have you been doing then at the moment, Roy? Uh, <laughs> when you can't do much else, apart from sit on the back of your truck and pretend you're playing golf or in the Gulf War, uh, what else have you been doing to stay active? Uh, kayaking in the river. Um, you know, I've, got a, I've got a river about 25 yards out the window out here and uh, got a kayak tied to the dock down, down by the river. So we're uh, going to do a couple of miles of kayaking when, uh, when it's nice. Um, I say nice, it's comparative. I mean, it's rainy and windy today. And it's a good wintry day. It's about 20 degrees outside. So, uh... oh. <laughs> uh, so Tom, Tom, what you've been up to apart from um, polishing the boards on your daddy's boat? <laughs> um, well, I've been keeping myself quite busy. 
Um, I, we were meant to have a National Youth Council meeting down in Bristol a couple of weekends ago, so we had a virtual Zoom meeting. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the same as being in person, but we managed to get some stuff done, crack on some stuff, interesting stuff, a uh, young match officials uh, survey as well. So hopefully some stuff to come out of there soon. Um, otherwise, trying to keep myself up with chatting to people, planning for uh, my season I, I next year. Like uh, doing Zoom meetings. What are you doing for your fitness, lad? <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> well, I've, I've been trying to make sure I've, um, I'm utilising the farmer's fields. Um, so I've got um, very lucky to have a field opposite my house. We have to do some fitness training out there. Um, making sure we're going out for a, 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 a regulated exercise every day. So um, utilising that. So I say otherwise, catching up with university work and uh, planning for next season, really. Uh, so Sam over in Malta, it's not been quite as easy for you because you, when you finish your worldwide jet-setting tour of rugby uh, via Wales, and I'm, I'm sure it's your fault when you came back from Canada that all the rugby got cancelled. But you went back that particular weekend, and what happened next? Yeah, so um, the, the Maltese government thought it would be fun for uh, you know to, to, to screw me over and uh, basically <laughs> change the rules two days before I flew back, um, which meant that anybody flying from any country had to do a mandatory quarantine for 14 days, which obviously, you know, I'm mean, more than happy to do it considering what's going on. Um, so, yeah, my 14 days were coming to an end, um, and then... Uh, just a few days before that came to an end, they said, yeah, all uh, you know, OAP, 65 plus, and vulnerable people are in now lockdown. So uh, with no end in sight. So that's me now uh, on week four. Um, yeah, and I am vulnerable. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a lonely guy, you know. I'm, I am vulnerable. That's why they picked up me. So, yeah. And that's why um, this is so important. Yes, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've kept myself as sane as I, well, as sane as I ever was, which doesn't really say much. Um, that's pretty good for an old age pensioner. That's why I'm wearing a hat, dude, so you don't see the grey hairs. Um, sorry, more, I'm, more, I'm, more, I'm more salt than pepper anymore, anyway, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, running around the flat for the first few weeks, you know, trying to keep exercise, using an elastic band and stuff, doing some, you know, stretching. Um, and then just, you know, trying to, you know, do what you can do to keep busy, right? So uh, today, for example, I sent out a quiz to my match officials and uh, referees in Malta. So I sent out like a, a touch and touch and go quiz. Um, basically just a pub quiz, simple thing to just keep you guys active. Um, we've had our meetings on Zoom as well, you know, and uh, yeah, just keeping these going as best we can, putting things in place and see where it goes. And uh, hopefully this will be uh, over sooner rather than later, but as long as everybody's safe and, you know, and everybody stays calm, that's the main thing, right? So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think you touched on it again there. Um, it, it can be quite lonely being in isolation. Uh, and I think having friends that you can talk to, that you can chat with, that you can have fun with, I think that's really important. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully we've helped you along that journey as well, mate. Can can you tell me where those friends can I, I can call them? Because you know I just don't know anybody right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that that that, that, uh, that has a few other connotations, and we won't go there in public. Uh, uh, Laura, <laughs> what have you been doing since the lockdown, mate? 
Uh, so me and just lucky have a field uh, just across where I live. Um, every day, just try go there, do some few jokes, do some few workouts, and then can call it a day there. <laughs> well, some of us, uh, especially when you look that young, don't need to do a huge amount of workout. So, um, and uh, there are other things that we are hopefully going to do, in, including some uh, some online joint uh, daily workouts. Um, because it, it is hard. If Sam's not doing that, I can I can see Sam doesn't want to do that. I'm working from home before you start I'm, doing that stuff. I'm working out really got hard, hard right now. Yeah, you said it was a morning thing. So, if you're used uh, to being with people, then why not get together and do the workout in your, in your lounge every day? Um, now, it's time for the rumor mill. Um, I'm going to kick this one off this week. So, um, one of the things that uh, that's come up on rugby uh, over the last few days is about Greg Laidlaw, um, a prodigious talent, but a pain in the backside if you're ever officiating. Um, he apparently set for a move to a Japanese top league club when his contract with uh, Clermont Verge uh, runs out this summer. Um, that's what was stated in French media anyway. Um, it says that he signed for an unnamed club. Um, he had been linked with joining the deep to Team Perpignan, uh, but that seems to have fallen through as well. Uh, the Falcons were said to be interested in him. That'll take him a bit closer to home, to the fog, the mist, and the uh, and the snow of the wild north. Isn't that right, Sam? Um, but apparently he's going to swap the snow for the cherry blossom. So that's one that we'll have to wait and see, and we'll see what happens on that one. Um, Chris, you've got one about the uh, the end of the Champions Cup, haven't you? Yeah, so the French Federation president, uh, Bernard Laporte, um, has been in talks with um, with Billy Beaumont uh, since the last Rugby World Cup. He, in a month's time, he's actually going for the vice presidency of uh, World Rugby to be Billy Beaumont's right-hand man. Um, but they're talking of making a World Club Rugby Cup. Um, so it could be the end of the Champions Cup to free up space in the calendar. So the way it would work uh, would be there would be four teams from the Premiership, the Pro 14 and the Top 14. There'd be six teams from the Super Rugby League. And then there'd be a team from the Top League in Japan and the MLR in the States. Wow. Um, that's, uh, that's interesting. It's going to going to rack up your air miles, isn't it, a little bit? Uh, Lovely, Roy, yeah. who do you reckon would, would qualify as the MLR team? Uh, well, they'd probably just take whoever the winner was that, that given or the previous year and put them forward. Um, they, they actually put out a, um, a perspective table using the 2019 results. Yeah. Um, so it would have been the Seattle Seawolves. That would be interesting. Sam, no, no place in that league for stompers then. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, you know, the stompers went over to uh, to Wales and uh, played at Cardiff Arms Park uh, against uh, a local team there, and uh, you know. 
put quite a few points on them actually and came away with a handsome win. So yeah, they're not too bad that's a team. That's what happens when you play. That's what it happens when you play the Vale of Abergwenny Watsy Watsy. It's under twelves. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't that, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, what what else have we got in the rumor mill uh, in the rumor mill this week? Let's have a look. Uh, Tom, Tom, you've got one, haven't you? Uh, better cross, maybe a cross league, cross code. Ooh. Yeah. So um, there's rumors circulating around that Jackson Hastings, the uh, player for Wigan in the Super League, um, could possibly switch over after the 2021 League World Cup. Um, these rumours are massive. I mean, Harlequins recently have brought into their defence setup a uh, ex-league coach. So there is lots of workings between the two sides at the moment. But it's actually Gloucester, the reporter, is the uh, outfit that I'm most keen to talk him over to coming over to the 15 side game. But it's a couple of years off yet. Super. Well, uh, we've uh, we've almost run out of time for for tonight's show. Uh, anybody else got any interesting nuggets in the last two minutes of the show? Yeah, I've got one, Mike. Uh, oh, saying, God, is there another thing about Scunthorpe's cameraman? No, no, <laughs> uh, no, no mistakes made this time. However, it was sent to me on the on April the first, so with a pinch of salt, maybe. Um, Gilbert have been tasked with creating a smart rugby ball. Now they've been um, they've created one along with Eddie Jones um, and others, and he said it could help. Um, uh, match officials um, and commentators and help um, promote the game with more te techni techno technology advanced decisions. Um, technically advanced decisions and make uh, make it um, um, a better better way to to find if the pass was forward or not. That they're always have they got the right camera angle? Who knows. Proper well, Sam, the camera angle to be missed, then you're the cameraman for it. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day, Sammy and I will share that with you, and we might even show you the video where the court case is finished. Anybody else got anything else for tonight? Just touching on that smart rugby ball, it's something that um, England Sevens have been using for quite a while. Um, and they've said, you know, it's really helped them because they can actually analyse every single kick, every single restart, every single pass. They can, you know, that they can see how many revelations they're getting, how far it's actually travelling, the hang time. So it's really helping them analytically and be a lot more specific with their game. I can just see if we bring a ball in that decides whether it's forward or backwards on the pass. I can see the game turning into American football. So let them use it in training. And we'll just use our judgment. Anyway, guys, um, that's all we've got time for for tonight. Thank you very much for uh, part of my 22 tonight. Uh, we'll see you again next week. If you've got anything you'd like us to talk about, if you've got anything that you want to share with us, then please do so in the comments box at the bottom. Please make sure they're nice. We are all trying to get along in these difficult times, uh, but we do appreciate your comments. You take care. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Keep up to date with the 22 by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search at 22 Dropouts. Like and subscribe to the channel on YouTube.